0: I, I told you this story before, I gotta yeah. tell
1: you listeners, this is like uh, the day I was marrying my wife, um, I was freaking out, I was a total commitment phobe. it was so weird oh, too. because I knew I loved her but then it's just like the finality yes. like, of that, it was like claustrophobic because I had like, I grew up like a really oppressive controlled environment so yes. like I just, that, that was the thing that I hated about a relationship is it, it just, it was like subconsciously reminding me of that. So I'm getting ready to go over to get married. Right. So I go downstairs. I think I was at Copley Plaza in Boston, and I went downstairs, and I said to my 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 brother, my older brother was my best man, I go, I got to get a drink, right? So I go down to the bar to get a drink, and I'm standing there, and I take one sip of it, and I look over, and who's standing there? You. You were there, standing over there, and all I thought was a Bronx tale, now you can't leave. I'm getting uncomfortable even bringing my brain back. Do you ever
0: see some of your old, old television things or bits that go, ah, that wasn't that funny?
1: If I watched them, I would. I will tell you one night I I had this airplane bit and uh, it was just something that I was doing and it was on the road and I was just thinking like, I can't put this on a special. It's it's like, (laughs) I just can't do it, right? So I'm doing this benefit in this giant place and it was right after Trump got elected. Right. Right. So... uh, the first comic that went on was very upset that Trump won. won, And she went at the crowd like everybody there was the reason why Trump got in. So they oh they got upset and then they started booing. They started booing her. Wow. And then the next guy who went up was totally for Trump and was totally conservative, and he went the other way. And then the people that didn't like Trump wanted Hillary, started booing him. Oh and the shit. whole fucking thing was going off the rails. Right. And And uh, you're next. And I'm next. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, what brings people together? Airplane material. And I went <laughs> up and did the hackiest fucking bit that I would never have done ever. And they love it. In front of comics that I respected. Yeah. Yeah, instantly. And that's and 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 it saved the night, but it's also why it's not respected. Because it is—it's one of those—it's like easy listening, like oh, oh yes, I've redone an airplane. <laughs> it's not challenging. It's—it's it's like junk food, but it had to be done. And I—I I got off and I talked to the other guys and I said, hey, never forget that. I go when in doubt, when it's all going south, airplane, do the airplane shit, and everybody will fucking laugh. I did go up. I—I opened with I was like, I—I I went up and I said, uh, hey, who wants to talk about politics? And they all laughed, so it kind of got rid of some of the tension. And then I just went right. I mean, dude, I should have had a mullet on with the sleeves pulled up, like fucking nineteen eighty (laughs) seven comedy on the road. Right, right, right. But it was funny. It it was. It. But so they do serve a purpose. um, And I don't. As long as you use them the right way, but like, I would never. uh, I would never like. Is it? A, it just I mean, do did, something like, like do it? if it's just put it like I can't say the whole subject is off the table, but like yeah, yeah, because I did a bit about this guy uh, committing suicide by jumping out of a helicopter. So I mean, I, I guess that, I saw that, that is bit in the aviation. Oh, year. you know what's funny? I flew with the guy that was flying.
0: I mean, his first day on the
1: job. <laughs> and I, was, and also, was that his first yeah. day on the job? No, but you well, know, you, but, I flew with that guy. I rented a helicopter. A <laughs> oh, that yeah. bit is fucking great. Yeah. Oh, he survives it. Yeah. So that bit I, is great. I was fly- going up to San Francisco, and I uh, I wanted to fly. Uh, you know, I made a little money, so. Wait a minute. You're a helicopter pilot. Yeah, so I wanted to fly this. this how the fuck did that happen? I don't remember well, what it was. It was like an EC-135 or something. It was cool. It's right. got three seats across. Oh, EC-130. Uh, three across and three across. Looks like a big, like, bug. It's yeah. Shit. So I rented it, and me and the other company flew up, and I flew up with this instructor. And this is how cool that guy is. I flew all the way up with him and all the way back. He had seen the bit, and he was the guy that was flying the helicopter, and and he never said anything. That's cool. Well, now that I think about it, it was probably pretty traumatic for him. Yeah. Sometimes I say shit without thinking. Did you say something to him? I didn't know it was him. Wow. Because uh, the the people that we rented it from, one of the guys working there was one of my former instructors. He goes, hey, you know, that was the guy. Yeah. I go, get the fuck out of here. That was the guy. That was the guy. (laughs)
0: I mean that's so. I guess what happened hysterical. was he tried
1: to stop the guy at first, yeah. and then the guy hit him again. Yeah, and then he was just like, "Fuck it," because you can't let go of controls. It's yeah. not like a plane,
0: right? <laughs> right, you have to hold on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you have a more yeah. expensive one, there's an autopilot, yeah. but like the and you can tr- like the one I fly, you can trim yeah. it out and everything, so you you can kind of go like this. But if you're like in a Robinson, if you just let go, like that thing is gonna it's gonna invert, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, my
0: nephew's a helicopter pilot for for a big. And to me, it's harder to fly in a
1: helicopter than a plane, right? Seems harder. Well, I've never flown a plane, so I have no idea. But, like, I just find... uh, Could you
0: fly any helicopter?
1: No. You have to... Well, okay, there's two answers to that. No, skill-wise, and and then also you have to have a rating. It's not like uh, you just get a helicopter pilot, uh, a license to fly helicopters, you can fly anything you have to uh, you have to build up our I mean flying over people's houses man you could kill somebody but I mean
0: I, I don't, don't want to but you just one day said I want to learn how to fly helicopters
1: No I was uh, really into conspiracy theory and I was reading about the dollar and, and nothing being behind it and I just got all like paranoid and I'm like I'm in LA it's like I, it takes forever to get out of this city when everyone believes in the dollar what's gonna happen when it collapses wow. and the zombies come and I was thinking the easiest way <laughs> is up and out. So as I was learning, you know, I kind of like let go of the conspiracy theory. Cause were this you famous when, this,
0: when you were, were you famous when you learned?
1: When you were learning? No, I was like 2014. So no. Oh, okay. No, no. I, I only feel like in the last like six months to do enough people know. Uh, oh shit. But I've been I following am. you for years. man. I know, but I've always, but I still have like, I have a real cool where I am. That's in the, the business. best way. I'm real. I have a real like. I get like a, that's all I get. Yeah, uh, that's the best. That's way. all I get. I don't yeah. get like I've seen other people get like a, ah
0: yeah right right. <laughs>
1: they walk into a parking lot right. and then people just start like uh, right. like the thriller yeah. videos start. So coming that, that's it's stuff.
0: better your way. Yeah, it's better for me. It's better for you. Better that's for you. That's what I like. That's what it's I, I like.
1: better. Uh, I mean, I love when someone says, "Hey, man, I'm a fan of your work," right. and stuff like that. I, I like that, but like, um, you know. Whatever that that black SUV. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Ba, 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 all of that shit, yeah. which kind of seems like that went away because. Because of the internet.
0: Everybody's famous now. Every fucking body's famous. Everybody. It's, well, it's also,
1: everybody, like the, the biggest stars in the world, you can like, uh, you know, I can like watch The Rock. I love The Rock, and I can watch him, and he's fucking telling me about his workout, making his own video. Right, yeah. He paparazzi'd himself, and right. he, but he's like in control of it. So I think that that's kind of like right. Um, what do you think,
0: Bill? What do you think about? Because I'm, I'm I love the art and, I'm, and I love the purity of, of the art. And, and again, I, I never ever, Bill, begrudge anyone who makes a lot of money, become successful. Ever, I go, hey, it's a you know, big
1: setup. I feel like you're going to trash somebody.
0: No, I'm not gonna. I'm on my, Yeah, I'm not gonna mention names. But you get some of these. I watch some of these. Whenever
1: somebody goes that big, you yeah. know, here he goes. When I see some of these. You know, I love my wife. Great person. Yeah. Oh, here comes. Here, here it comes. comes.
0: When I, when you, it's, it's some of these kids, Bill, that they're, they're like they got ten million followers as comedians, and I watch them. And this is the way I feel. I go. I, I, okay, I'm not getting this. He's not funny. Then I go, Am I my father? when my father used to say, what the fuck music you're listening to? That's terrible.
1: I said, yes. I- is it me? Yes. Or is it? Is it me? So I'm asking you. Yes, that's what happens. You, is it, you, you, is it you, me? You, you age out of, uh, you know, if, if you buy into, you know, what matters is what young people are into, then yeah, you're going to age out of it. And you should. You should. You should. You should know who their bands are. It's like, leave them alone. Let them have... Let them have their own time and and com- right, yeah, yeah and comedy changes and just be the fucking cool old guy. I, no, I'm okay with it, but
0: I just keep... I don't begrudge them, but I go... But then I go, I guess... No, but now you just explained to me. It's me.
1: I, I'll I, tell you what is weird since I was a kid was there's no selling out anymore. Like back in the day, you know, there was selling out. Like if you did a commercial, if you... Uh, I, I don't yes. know. I don't no, you're right. or, yeah, You just up. you know, you were doing like these really these great films that meant your world. Great yes. films that meant something. And then you just said, Fuck it, I'm gonna do uh, you know, whatever, speed part nine right. or whatever, yeah. right? People be like, All right, you know, the the guy, oh, he fu- he fucking sold out and then you'd have to try to get your credibility back with your audience. Now it's like it's like encouraged, like artists now are it's like a good and a bad thing, I feel, where it's like, um, the artist has way more control. But that whole thing that like it's now like this badge of honor that you're a brand as an artist was, was definitely something that made me feel old, going like, wow man, it is it is completely fucking changed. And like seeing big movie stars, you can you can like do a commercial. Yeah. And then be in an Oscar winning movie, which which I think is great. Yeah. But like that that is something that made me kind of feel old. But I also I, I when some of the things that you're talking about with like with with um, artists and stuff like that. I, I think there is there's a power to it, and then with any power comes the danger that you then uh, become sort of like a slave to like, uh, you you almost become, it's like you're the artist and you're the industry. You're like looking at your numbers and you're yeah. graphing shit, and right. it's just like, dude, like, you know, this is dangerously going to be able to mess with your ability to say, uh, you know, I, I want to say what I want to say. Or I'm gonna do what I wanna yes, do. Yes. And like, um, or I'm only doing shit that, yeah. that is interesting to me, that I find fun. And if people want to come along with me on the ride, right. awesome. Uh, yeah, if Colin Colin was like whatever. Colin
0: Quinn is like. And hey, you know what Which else is was why like he
1: has the level of respect that and he you know, does, because hey, most people don't have the balls to I don't have the balls to be like if the people don't laugh, I I, I believe him. I'm like, all right, that's not <laughs> funny. I don't have the balls to be like I know that there's a few things that I have. There's a few little precious things that I'll have in my act. And every once in, you know, I'll throw them out. and They don't work. But every once in a while, you just hear that guy up there or that woman over there that laughed. Right. You know, and then you just, yeah. you, if I can see him, I look at him. Yeah. And, and I, you know, do yeah. like one of those. And then I, I move on.
0: One of my one of my favorite comics was Patricia O'Neill. You know, uh, I would watch him. Yeah. And and he said, I remember him he said that, I just want 100,000 people that know me. That's all. I don't give a fuck. If there's any more than that, I, I could give a fuck. If I get a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, and I remember him saying that on, on a on a on a show, and I was like, "Fuck," the way he, it was the way he did it. I he was so committed. Like, I don't give a fuck. I do my thing, and I was like, "Fuck, man," and his bitch would just crack me up. They were like yours, yeah. funny ways, like
1: you know we, you know. He, listen, he would have had way more than that. You would have had way more than a hundred thousand. But like But I remember but, but, saying but that the, But the mindset. That is the mindset if you wanna be if you wanna be like uh I don't know if that mindset that mindset just doesn't make you great. You have to have the talent and you have to have the drive. But like <clears throat> that's the mindset with the talent and the drive right. to go to greatness. And that's why he was great because you know, <clears throat> he didn't give a fuck. I always tell this story one time. I remember um we were doing this this benefit. Oh, just it was so fucking thankless. It was this benefit um, for like PETA or something for animals. So we go up there and it was this really like New York celebrity sort of crowd. It was all like these these borderline famous people in the crowd. And all they were doing, there was no seats and they were just talking. And you're standing up there doing your act, just bombing like a jerk off. And I remember the only people that fucking listened was those two guys there from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They were the only people that respected. Uh, there was performers there not listening to performers. They weren't. They were cool, right? So I go up there and like an asshole, they're all talking. I'm trying to do my act. And the jokes are bombing and nothing is working. And all I can hear is Patrice in the back laughing at me, which is fucking pissing me off, but also making me laugh. But then I'm also thinking like, well, fuck you, man. You got to come up here too. You're doing the same gig. What are you right. laughing at? Right. So we all go up, Voss, all of us, we all fucking bomb. We start sort of attacking the crowd a little bit. Patrice goes up there and doesn't even look at him. And he starts talking about, you know, this morning I woke up, you know, I was really hungry. And it's just, just sort of like really small, like just sort of almost like Robert Schimmel, just sort of like looking down. And he goes, you know, and I, w- I was hungry and I, you know, I got this puppy and I was like, you know, it's meat, you know? So I, you know, heated up the pan and I, he starts talking about fucking cooking this puppy alive in front of all these people that are there for PETA. And that was his way to get their attention. And they said, what the fuck is this guy talking about? So they all start like yelling at him and he just won't stop describing eating this puppy alive. And I remember the woman, this woman came running up who was running the thing and it was like, you get off the stage. And he was like, no. Or else what? What are you going to do, little white lady? He was doing that. <laughs> And oh, then man. it just kept going and going and going and then they sh- i i just it just kept he just wouldn't get off the stage and people fucking hate him and we were all dying laughing and then also thinking like why the fuck didn't i do that right. why didn't i why didn't i treat these assholes don't deserve a show wow they don't deserve a show and i just remember in the end they finally ended up they cut off the microphone right and he went over and started playing the piano and he couldn't play the piano. He was just sitting there tinkling on the thing. He just wouldn't leave Holy the stage. Shit. And he made that woman that was running the thing matter than the crowd had made all of the comics collectively. And it was just like, and that was just a random Tuesday. And like, um, wow. he, he did that all the time. And I gotta tell you like the the void of him not being around yeah. You know, what and and what that did to the the New York scene and everything. Like, right. like Yeah, it right. was sad. Yeah, no, and it and it was uh um just something still like I I, I, I miss him um not even like his comedy. It's the, was the conversations on the phone, like when something happens in the news or something, and we, yeah. we used to have like these debates and stuff like that, and I just haven't, you know, uh found somebody like that since then that yeah. that you click with. <clears throat> or was like that interesting or anything so yeah now so basically if he was still around i wouldn't be here you'd be talking to him instead of no, me no, no, i'm here by so, default i mean you know I, I,
0: I usually i i don't like to know too much about the person because i like to find out just like the audience is finding out but i i didn't i like to know a little bit your your dad was a dentist
1: yeah
0: your mom was a nurse yeah you never wanted to go into a medical field? or never thought about, hey, I want to be a doctor? Hey, I want to be a doctor. Um,
1: no, I wanted to be a lawyer. Right. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to go to Notre Dame, and I was going to be a lawyer. That was my idea after eighth grade. And then after my freshman year, I did so poorly in school, I swear to God, I was thinking, like, maybe I'll, there's a school Wentworth. Maybe I'll, I'll go there and learn how to do construction. And then I, I took wood class, and I sucked at that, too. But <clears> I... So- you, yeah, go ahead, Go ahead. I just kind of... um yeah no I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I liked making people laugh and I also knew like there was just really a uh this f- fucking thing about me this dread of life that I was going to have this job that I fucking hated. Like cuz I I always worked. I had a job since like 3rd grade. I had a paper route. I just went and I yeah. Yeah and I and, and I liked and I liked blue collar jobs because there was a freedom to it. I wasn't fucking sitting at this before that movie even came out. That that Office Space. Yeah, we're gonna need you to come in. Like I saw that, <laughs> and these fucking people, you know, they they get like a position at the company right. I was working in. They get a little computer, and they had their, their Michael J. Fox family tie, skinny tie, and then they would immediately oh, go out. Yeah. They would immediately go out and 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 buy a new car. Yeah. And that was the Bronx Tale. Now you can't leave. My brother told me about that. He goes, "You he goes, you watch these fucking people." He goes, "They get a little position, and what's the first thing they fucking do?" I buy mean, if they buy. Car. He goes, "They buy a car." He goes, "They just chain themselves to death." Their boss is fucking happy they did that. Next thing they want you to do, they want you to get married and have a kid. They want you to be get fucking house. locked the fuck down. And he told me that shit, and it was just it was like seeing through the matrix. Whoa! Because I used to look at them like, "Wow, that guy has a tie on. He's successful." Like you there was. There was no internet. You you were just alone with your own dumb thoughts. Like, I thought if he had a desk and a tie... Wow. Yeah, wow, man. This guy's doing uh, thing and he has a new car, right? Um, But I worked in the warehouse and there was a freedom to it. Like, I didn't have to be at a desk. I had to be in the warehouse. The
0: warehouse was huge. So you like all that walking around, working?
1: I don't like somebody fucking breathing down my neck. Right. So but, I didn't like that and shit. And one
0: day you just said, I want to be a comic. And you started doing open minds. No, stuff. I was
1: working at that warehouse and... Of course I wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't think I could do it. And in, in show business, I thought it was way out in L.A. I didn't, I didn't even know that Boston had the greatest comedy scene, greatest. local scene, yeah. yeah. So um, I was working with the guy at that warehouse, and he wanted to do it. He wanted to, and he said that he wanted to do it. And it just, it was like a bucket of cold water. It was just like, oh, you can just do it? Was that when Stephen Wright was around and... Uh... And Steven had already hit. Leary, oh, wait Dennis a minute. No, 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 It was like 87, eighty seven, eighty eight. So yeah. Steven had hit eighty five, eighty six, somewhere around that, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. He did the he did the tonight show and just absolutely blew up. Right. Leary was early nineties, so it was right. it was it was no right as I started doing comedy. Um, I probably I think I started a year after No Cure for Cancer. That came out. Right, right, right. Then he blew up. Um and then there was also the whole The whole great comics from Fallout, yeah. But there was the whole Fallout too of like, uh, you know, Cosby built a show around his act, and then Roseanne, yes, and 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 then and then that, but and then that became the industry thing, right? Like it stopped being, um, we want to find Carlins and Pryors. It was like we wanted to find these, um, and I'm not saying like like Roseanne was not wholesome, but she was relatable. They wanted to find like relatable. And then by the '90s, it just became like this, like total, like white bread. Like if you look at if you look at the the, the arc of the sitcom, if you look where the fuck it was in the '70s,
0: oh.
1: all of those shows, Sanford and Son, Great. Good Times, Great. Uh, the Jeffersons, they, they, and all this multicultural shit was going. Chico and the Man and all that stuff. Chico, now, like, yeah. it was all white writers and it was a lot of yeah, hacky right. writing, right. but like it was moving in that direction. And then the first comic that they hit the mother load on around building a sitcom on was bill cosby a black comic so you would think they'd be like you know the way the business works like let's find another one right because that's what they do right they like that guy with the hat let's get another guy with the hat like that's literally level of thinking right they didn't they went i think roseanne was the next one and then it just kept getting whiter and whiter Whiter and whiter until you got to friends (laughs) which was so fucking white like i couldn't even relate to it i remember sitting there and I had a walk through bedroom apartment, and I was going like, "That fucking apartment has got to be like oh, four grand a fucking." Come month. on, like, we used to say that like, all the what time. What the fuck is? What is this? And everybody just walking around and having all of this fucking time to be beautiful. Nobody and works. Their stupid fucking sweaters. I hated that fucking show. Yeah, nobody works. I, I hated think. that show because it reminded me that I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> right. You know, right. whereas back in the day when I used to watch those those. uh The other shows, like even like like a cop show, like Barney Miller, and you just saw them. They were eating sandwiches and like uh, uh, they were drinking coffees and stuff and everything. They just looked. They looked like they were relatable. Like it looked looked like something that um, uh, they they didn't look like they were. They looked like they were. They were. um, They had problems and they had to figure stuff out. And just you know, I like yeah. But I love the way that you could talk about race
0: back then and say anything you want. It's, yeah. it, it's gotten worse now it's
1: like you can't say anything it's not true you can't you can say whatever the fuck you want you've always been able to say whatever the yeah fuck okay. you want. what it is is it's a combination of there's so many places for people to be watching shit like tv the, your own video you made of yourself and everything so what gets hits is controversy so they got to do this Chicken Little shit. So what? Right, what right, so right, then right. what it becomes is is you do a show. You do a show in front of fifteen hundred people. You know, fucking fourteen hundred ninety eight people like it, but two people don't. Who are they interviewing? Yeah. Those two people. Those
0: two fucking people. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then then they don't give a fuck about people liking it. So then it became it became like that, and then and then, I don't know the whole the whole but the whole time it was happening, I just act acted like it wasn't happening, or I even went harder in that direction to balance off how fucking... Yeah, how
0: you did it was great.
1: Stupid how it was, it. and there's another thing too, is I did a bit about this where, you know, there was this whole thing about abuse of power and white racism and all that, and it was supposed to be about giving people, uh, you know, people of color, whatever the fuck that means, not white people, right. opportunities, that were given to white people. And then somewhere along the line, um, psychotic white women grabbed that narrative <laughs> and made it all about themselves. And it was like, it's, yeah. and I just remember just sitting back going like, we did it again. We did it again. We took the word woke. Right. We took it from them, the Elvis thing all over again. It was their word. We took it, we redefined it. And now it's become a thing like you don't even know what it means. No. What woke means now to a white person is basically you're saying something that I don't agree with. And then I what is this, some woke shit? Right, why can't you say something? You can't give me a real glass, all these fucking awards? What is this, some woke shit? Jesus Christ.
0: Meanwhile, I'm still embarrassed about those. Phil, I love you as a brother, Phil, but you were wrong on this one. (laughs) That's my brother. You know, he, he was like... He was like my my brother. He was wasn't my brother, but he was right. like my brother. He said, "Put your fucking awards up. Be proud." I said, "You know what? You should. Why would you let some jerk off like me? I don't have those no, awards." No, but you're right. You're right. It, it me. Am I gonna tell me. Terry Bradshaw to take down his fucking Super Bowl trophies? Meanwhile, very underrated. He four fucking Super Bowls. He, you never he you never bring him up in the
1: conversation. Yeah, no, Terry yeah. Bradshaw, four and oh. Four. Never bring four him up. Four oh. and zero. The only other guy that won four and it only took him four. Yeah. Joe Montana. Yeah, but you never. He's never brought up in the greatest quarterbacks ever. Ever. How about that Ever. touchdown he had when he got a concussion? He literally threw it yes. and took the hit yes. and got concussed. And I think it was Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan did that right, fucking die. Right, yeah. yeah. I I'm mean, real.
0: I say, you never bring this guy up. You know what's going to happen? When he passes on, they'll say, that motherfucker was a great. When he, when he dies, they'll bring it up. They'll bring it up. Yeah. Look, and, and, you know, we're talking sports. Tom uh, Tom Brady's a great quarterback. I, I, I say yes. I'm going to fucking walk out of here if you're going to go in the direction I think you're going to go. No, he's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Would you say, is he the best ever quarterback because he won all those Super Bowls? Is he? I, I, he had great teams around him. If Joe Montana got... Wait a minute, let me ask you a question. Bill, Bill, don't. No,
1: let me ask you a question. You are rewriting history right now. No, When well, they won those first three, yes. they said they were a boring team with no stars. He beat all these superstar teams with with wide receivers like David Patton. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have a Jerry Rice. Oh, well
0: maybe you're okay, all right. So then I need somebody to talk to so me. So like,
1: so listen. I listen, I I'll see. I'm not saying Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. What? I wouldn't, because if Joe Montana was working with Bill Belichick, yeah. I feel like he would have got 6'2. And I feel like if Tom Brady was working with Bill Walsh. He would have got those four. So right. I feel like no, the, the, there's there's so many yeah that's a good there's point. so many variables to say the undeniable. I think the uneducated sports fan goes like he has this many rings, he has that many rings, right. or he threw for this many yards, he threw for that many yards, and it's just like they don't understand like how the game changed. Like as far as st- uh, statistically, if I can say the word, goes the greatest quarterback season ever, ever was Dan Marino yes. in 1984 yes. when you could beat the fuck out of a quarterback, you could beat the fuck out of a receiver. even after the Mel Blount rules. Right. You could beat the fuck out of him, you could have st- I think stick him finally was illegal, but right. but and then also how the game was. How much you ran. Like I'll tell you the record that's never going to get broken in football is um what's his fa- oh, God, I just based on his name. Uh uh Emmett is- Smith Emmitt Smith's all-time... They just don't get the carries. You had Larry Charles in front of him,
0: too. I mean, Larry
1: Allen. Larry Allen. I know, but I'm saying, like, you need the rushing attempts to come even close to gaining... I think... Like, um... I think just to gain 10,000 yards... Today, yeah, is is like gaining like like sixteen thousand as a no, running back right. back yeah. then because they're just not getting. The they game. don't. They don't. They don't run today anymore. Yeah, they, they throw, mean. throw, 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 throw. And then part throw. of being a running back now is you have to catch. Like the, right. you know who the you know the guy that that was like ahead of his time, and in, 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 uh, that nobody seems to remember. A the guy they don't bring up is Roger Craig. Roger Craig. from the 49ers. Great. That guy was a was. Great
0: catcher, great all, receiver. An
1: all-pro running back and wide receiver he was. playing running back. And nowadays, like, that skill set is yeah. required at that position, but he's like the first guy.
0: Yeah, Marshall Falk was another one that could do that. But right.
1: Rod, Roger Craig was on
0: another one. No, level. Roger Craig, yes, he was the first, yeah. right. And he wasn't a big all guy. Right, we got through the Tom Brady stuff. I thought it was going to go south. No, no, I would never go south on you with that. I, I'm just... So anyway, I just wanted you to touch on this a little bit. So you started doing open mic, and you just said, "Hey, I'm fucking doing this." And then, when did you know? But you make me laugh. You go, you know, six months ago, I felt like I was. But when did you know, like, okay, I could do this? You know, was there a moment? Was there a clarity? Wasn't that I
1: can do this. It's that it's I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing. It was this. like up until I did my first open mic, right? Everything that I ever did. I was always looking at other people like, okay, how's he doing it? How's she doing it? Like right. to, like I, I just um one of one of the things that I I've been really honest with myself so I, I knew what I sucked at. So like when I tried to play drums and oh maybe I'll do that, I'll be a musician because I just didn't want to have a lame job. I would go to music stores and I would just see, you know, right. some kids six, you know, be I was like seventeen, I see some eleven-year-old kid come in, pick up a guitar or drums. And I could see they had it, like they were already expressing themselves right. on the instrument. Where I was like listening. He did, and then you do that, and then you hit the crash. And I was just like, I was doing drums rather than playing them. So, um, comedy. I remember I got brought up. It was a you know a competition to find the funniest college student, which was just this big scam to get the club club packed with people getting drunk. College kids watching their friends bomb. I remember walking to the microphone. It was like an outer body experience. I was almost like watching myself. And um, I went up, I didn't do well, I forgot my act. I was supposed to do five, I bailed after three. And you know, if it was anything else, like when I did sales, if I bombed that bad, I'd be like, yeah, fuck that, I'm not doing that again. There was not even a question. I'm doing I that. waited till the host got off the stage, this guy, Billy Martin, like this, the, the, the great Yankee, but uh, he's with uh, Bill Marshall. I said, who books this thing? And he said, read a choice. And he wrote it on a napkin. And it never entered my mind, no matter how bad I did, no matter how bad the humiliation was, it just never entered my mind to ever do anything else. I was just like, I'm doing this. I knew that I was supposed to be doing it. Yeah. When I was, was the first time, you know, when I, I went to an open mic and I was hanging out with other comedians, they were the same kind of weird that I was. They were the same kind of crazy. It was the first time I actually felt like this is where I'm supposed to be.
0: Wow, the thing about and I know a lot of comics because I love comedy. I love to be around comics; they're just funny. But the one thing I know about comics when they do things with each other, they never laugh. They will just go, "That's funny, that's funny, that's funny." They won't laugh, laugh. Maybe when you're with your friends, you do that. No,
1: we we do we we. It's but it has to be. uh, It has to be nothing I can say on this podcast. It's pretty far down the road.
0: Right, right. But with see, and and again. My son my son, who's just my God, he knows every bit you ever did, listens to your podcast, he goes he goes, Dad, what about when mom he goes, if mom told you to sleep on a couch, what would you do? I go, sleep on a couch. What? He goes you got to, you know, he, he should watch this bit that Bill does. You, you, you know, and he did the thing. He said, When I go outside, then my next door neighbor goes, ah, I had a fight with the wife. You know how it is. I, I sleep on the couch. You went, No, I don't. And, it's, it's, and then now him and I always go, Hey, you have a fight with Chloe? You sleep on the couch? He, he, and he would say, No, I don't. You know
1: what's funny? As I have a new bit about that. Yeah. Because I've softened in my years, you know, my wife <laughs> never tells me to go downstairs. Of course so goes, not. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like, it's actually great. What you have to do, the thing is, is you have to hide your excitement when they say to go downstairs and sleep on the couch. Because you go down there and it's like you're single again. You got this L-shaped couch, there's a flat screen TV. You're going out, you're making a sandwich in the kitchen. You got ESPN on. And then the next morning, it's like, and then you start talking, I don't fucking need her, man. I get the fuck out. But then the next day when you wake up, you got to act like your back hurts. I'm sorry, whatever, you know. But I don't have this thing. I don't have to play those games with uh, my wife. My wife is like beyond cool and she's funnier than most comics that I, I have. Well, that's with. great. That's why you married yeah, her because
0: you probably get humor out of her. You probably get things, bits out of her.
1: I ma- I married her, obviously, she, I, I find her stunningly beautiful. And then I also, uh, I find her, she's just unbelievably interesting. Like I'll tell you one thing. I, like, I I remember my first time I had like this, who is this thought? I went up and I was uh, seeing her a couple of times. I was coming back from the road, and I go to pick her up. I had the rental car. I was gonna pick her up and take her down to my apartment. So I'm picking her up in Harlem. Black woman living in Harlem. She gets in the car and she puts on Steely Dan and knows all the words. Exactly, and I'm going like- Holy shit. And I'm going, who the fuck is this, right? And that, and for 20 years, that's what I've been saying. Every time I think I see the whole picture, like the other night we were on the, we were watching the Criterion channel, and um she was telling me, uh, what did we watch? Uh Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. And she was going like, This was I love this movie when I was a little girl. And she was like talking oh, about all then, this Marilyn Monroe, Jane Russell. Right. But then also, oh. you know, not like she just watched white shit. She was she she was always like there was she didn't have in her head that shit that they put in your head that you're this, so you should be here. You're that. You should be there. She was always an artist. So she went from Jay-Z to Steely Dan to like like some of the stuff, like and some of the shit that she what music,
0: She just like good stuff. She's
1: free. <laughs> free. She's free, like how everybody should be. So yeah. I become like uh freer being around her because, you know, she like, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a Steely Dan fan. You were what? I wasn't a Steely Dan fan.
0: Oh, I like uh, Steely Dan.
1: Yeah, no, I like them now. Yeah. she made me a Steely yeah. Dan fan. I mean, I listen to ACDC and yeah. Like oh, you were, you
0: were more the metal, me- metal, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was you know
1: I was an idiot, right? Yeah. I'm not saying metal music, but I was just sort of like yeah. you know if it wasn't fucking guitars and doing that, yeah. it, it's not wow. music. It was dumb. It was it yeah. was, it was yeah. I was wow. I I had a very like this this is this and everything else is fuck that. Wow. And she came in like you know, liking, you know, if it's good, I like it and and uh like oh my god take museums i mean dude kill me i don't want to go to a fucking museum i can now go to a museum and i can actually appreciate i can look at some shit yeah, so i can she, look at yeah. some shit
0: that doesn't look like anything she made you a better person this is my wife yeah. my wife did that to me too you know things that i would never think of she said oh you you gotta just fucking loosen up here with Do you know this. what does
1: annoy me though what is it's impossible to surprise her with like she fucking knows everything like I, I can't, like I can't find a new food spot. She's always seen it. She's always been there. She's always read about it, <laughs> and it's just like, and then she just goes like, "What? What? I'm into right. food. I mean, it's like you're fucking into everything. Cool. Like I, like the only way I can surprise Whoa. you is to take you to some shit you don't want to go to, Whoa. and then you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know. She can guess what I got her. She will look at the box, the gift. Know. She guesses what it is. And then I fucking just, I just walk out of the room like a three-year-old and then she laughs at me and she goes, what?
0: Was, you know what it sounds like? She goes, you are uh, mad
1: at me because I'm smart or whatever. And I'm just man. like, don't you know that giving a gift, part of the experience is the excitement and them not knowing. It's like being a musician. I ah, mean, a magician. Like, oh, the rabbit's in the fucking hat and it's just right. Like, right, right. it's a rabbit. You just feel like an asshole. You, you know, Bill,
0: and we're winding down and, uh, you're you're a you're an actor. You're a writer. You're a producer. You're, you're jerk a, off. do get that. Your <laughs> animation show, <laughs> uh, the F for Family. Yep. What what made you? You just said. But it's funny. You play your father.
1: A, and I I'm playing like that. That guy has elements of my dad. But of what, elements. What, yeah. What it is is that guy is he's every Mike Price, great Mike Price, uh, late great David Richardson, late great right. Mark Wilmore. Um, all of these guys, um, Emily Towers, all of them came in and had stories that informed right. who this guy was. So how that all came about was... Um, it's such a uh, wonderful show. Was I it, the early part of my career, when I told stories about growing up, everyone was dying laughing. Right. And then somewhere as I, I became an older comic... And ways of parenting changed, it would start to be like, oh, oh. And then it got even worse. It got to be like, oh, like, oh my God, that's so traumatic. And I'd be up there like, no, this is fucking funny, right? Right, And she fucking hit me with the thing or whatever. And they were just sitting there going, like, couldn't relate to it. So um, I'm a huge South Park fan. Huge. I mean, those guys, that's the best social comedy of the last quarter century. Oh my God. So I was sitting there, it just, you know. I just stopped telling family stories because I got sick of people feeling bad for me. It's like, I want you to laugh with me about, I'm fine, look at me, I'm fine, right? Right. But they weren't, they were like groaning and shit and uh, I was just watching South Park and I was just going, man, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want with this animation stuff. People don't look at it like. Yes. So then I I was like going, hey, you know what what I'll do? I'll just, I'm just going to like write little vignettes. And just I'm gonna animate them, and I'm gonna put up on my website. So of course I never did it, right? Mm. And then uh, one day uh, Steve Byrne um, goes, "Hey, I'm going out of the, of the improv. You know, Vince Vaughn's gonna be there. You know, like they, they were friends." And he goes, "You should come down and do a spot. He should see you. He should know who you are, because Vince has his production company." So went up, did the set. I hit it off with Vince. Totally cool guy, hockey guy, and everything. We right. you know Chicago guy, Boston. You know, right? Really worked. And, uh, so I took a meeting with those guys and I was just like, at this point, I've been through a bunch of deals and all he did was give you a bag of money and just took you off the table and you couldn't audition for anything and it would never get on the air. So I was like, I don't want to do a deal. I don't want to do any of that shit. If you guys have something that you're interested in, I would love to act in it. Blah, blah. Right. It was basically the meeting. And as I walked out, I was with Peter Billingsley. I said, By the way, you know, I kind of have this idea for an animation show. He goes, well, what kind of look, what, what's it about? Tell me about that. It was literally as I was walking out the door, I went back and I sat down, I pitched it to him. And then Fuck. he liked it, Vince liked it. And then, you know, Vince is like a force of nature. And then uh, he, like Vince, I remember it went on, that's how it got on the air. It was Vince went on the pitches because it was a weird thing to do yeah. as, a, as a comedian to not want to do a TV show, to want to do an animated show. Even yeah. though comics had done that, like right. Ryan Mandel and Bill Cosby had right. done that, it hadn't been done in a minute. So I, they were looking at me like, "What the fuck? What? What is this? You want to do what?" And then they would look over and be like, "It's fucking Vince Vaughn. If he's sitting next to, the, like, it gave it credibility." So he was the fuel that got it right. off the ground. And then Mike Price um, from The Simpsons, you know, he, you know, he did a thousand episodes <laughs> over there, so he knew how to take all of these ideas. And, and, he, yeah. and he, oh, he, he, he had a great team behind. Yeah, you. he was oh, really God. the. Uh, the, gosh, of the ship. I I miss working with those guys and um you know the right. guys that passed away. Do you like-
0: think? Because when wh- I was watching the show and I said, because my first instinct was, hmm, could this work if they did this? Like if Bill played the part and they did it live. I said no. I said I don't know. I said you can get away with so much because it's a cartoon. Yeah.
1: Like I I think like you know and the kids doing drugs. And the dad right. yelling at the kids and saying, like, when it becomes live, it, be- it becomes too relatable. Becomes it becomes real. Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's just, like, sillier. I will say, I got to give David Richardson, I miss that guy so much, like, um, he was the guy that decided to make Frank a conservative, which I thought was such a fun thing to write. Right. And And any joke that you watch, people who are fans of that show, any joke, if it's trashing the Kennedys, Right, right, right. Came from him. And it was not like he hated the Kennedys. It was just that whole idea of Camelot and how they were so yes. revered. It was just funny to have this guy just shitting all up. So then it became like this thing, like like Frank didn't like Joe Namath. He was right, for right. the Colts. And right. he hated that they had Earl Morrill in and didn't put Johnny Unitas in. And it just became like this... Uh, This sort of like... He he
0: reminded me of like Archie Bunker in a way. Yes. Very similar to that. It was
1: that. But so it wouldn't be too much that he was actually a sensitive guy that was going for a dream and he always wanted to fly and that was his dream. Of course, you know, never comes true or whatever. But like, you know, and and he was, you know, crazy about his wife. Right. You know what I mean? But in his own dysfunctional way, you did see a love between him and his kids where I would say, like, Archie Bunker, you know, he calling his wife Dingbat and fucking Hey Meathead. I know that like, they had, right, like, right, those right. moments, but, like, he, he was a different yes. um, thing. But I also, you know, Frank also, his best friend was Rosie. So he wasn't, like, and, and then we sort of walked that line where... Um, you know that that theory of like, yeah, I'm not racist. My best friend's black, which is like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. No, right. you still have issues. Right, right, yes. You have less issues. You're right. not in the clan. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. You're able to be friends with somebody that's black, right. but that doesn't mean that you don't have these issues. So that was like really the fun thing to uh, right to do. I I had, I had a, a, an unbelievable time on that show. That's great. And it's
0: a great show for people who've never seen it. It's it's a fun show. And uh, the last thing I want to ask you, this is right at the end, and that is, as a comic, I always ask comics this question. If you have your certain bits that you're going to do on stage and you know your final bit is this, but the bit right before it fucking kills to the point of like so huge do you say, I'm going to
1: end now, or do you still do the other uh, That would be the smart move, but most comics go, well, wait till they hear this one. <laughs> and then it goes, little. that's the worst. The worst is you bring them up to I here, and, and then you just do like a little dip. The little dip is it's worse just... than absolutely bombing. Wow, okay, that's it's, interesting. If you absolutely bomb, there's something funny about that. But to bring them up there and then kind of... Just a little it's dip. It's like, yeah, you know, we... <laughs> i always we were up people, here i don't
0: know why you, you i mean the bit is so fucking you just you go ah all right i'm
1: out of here i i've i have done that yeah okay but I've, i i should have done it a lot more i but i yeah. i always like uh you know yeah. it's your closer I, I, yeah yeah it's your closer yeah mariano you don't believe in him no, you gonna get him out
0: no, listen the sandman no no fucking way bill i seriously um i i and i mean this from the bottom of my heart you you're you're a fucking great comic, man. Thank you. You're a fucking great you're really just a great comic. You know, what we talked about, and I know you're probably gonna get uncomfortable, you know, with because you're a sports guy. I'm a sports guy. You've changed the rules. Maybe oh, look, I love my 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 favorite comedian of all time was Richard Pryor because he changed the rules. George Carlin, I love, and I know you love them too. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm talking about today. Today, I love Dave Chappelle. I love, I love, uh, I love guys who do things that are just different, and you do things that you make me think. You're funny, and you make me think, and um, it's really a fucking. I, and I mean this sincerely from my heart. It's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I'm so excited. Oh, it was an honor to be here. No, really, and and I hope one day I could work with you as an actor, because you're a good fucking right. actor, man. You are, and. Um, I, I, I hope that one day. But thank you so much for coming. Um, God bless, man. Thank All you. All right. No worries. God man. bless. I, go,
1: I, w- I want to see that one-man show. That's yes. Something. I'd like
0: for you to come and see it. Okay.
1: All my, right, folks. I'll bring my wife, and she'll understand it way oh, more than me because she's you. smarter. Yeah. Anyway, God bless. Thank you so much. And
0: uh, this has been a real thrill for me. And I'll see you next week.